what a weekend. Oh, my goodness, what a weekend. Energized today? You coming today? Feeling good? Or do you still have that hangover going? Crap. Crap. I can't believe we lost to the 49ers. I kind of felt that way a little bit watching those games yesterday. I did. Uh, I got to admit, it was uh, it was a day of uh, day drinking and Uber. <laughs> it was... It started out, we went down to uh, Stenny's yesterday for some brunch, which was fantastic. Uh, they have the best Bloody Marys around. So I went down there for a Bloody Mary and a beverage and had brunch and then uh, ended up, uh, ran a few errands. And then after that, ended up down at uh, the uh, the Nice Ash Cigar Bar. We had some cigars and some hookahs, did some day drinking and an Uber. And uh, then came home and watched uh, the very end. Uh, we made it through... The entire Kansas City-Cincinnati game and then through three quarters of the um, the Rams and the 49ers to watch the way that game unfolded. But, my God, what another terrific weekend. Cincinnati-Kansas City go to overtime. McPherson drills it through the uprights, and I was wrong. I, I'll, I'll eat crow on this all day long. And believe me, anybody who is anybody who has ever crossed paths with my life from uh, the uh, the Queen City has got in touch with me to say how wrong I was. Uh, but nevertheless, uh, you know, kudos to Cincinnati who uh, knocked off the Kansas City Chiefs. And really, we'll, we'll talk about where that game and the tide turned for Cincinnati in that contest. And then, obviously, uh, Garoppolo going down, wailing up that craptastic Hail Mary that gets picked off at the end. And uh, then they ended up faltering. And uh, kudos to uh, Matthew Stafford, who finally, finally breaks through and uh, tries to do what Tom Brady did last year, and that is go to a new team, have your stadium, your new team, be hosting the Super Bowl, and then ultimately get there and win it. And damned if Matthew Stafford didn't find himself now right in the biggest game uh, of the NFL season. So uh, kudos to both of them. Now, you know, you got rooting interests. You've got some really good storylines. Cincinnati's never won it. The Rams have won it. But Matthew Stafford and his redemption tour, so to speak, kind of proving everybody wrong that he really can uh, be a great quarterback if given the opportunity. Odell Beckham Jr. not being a distraction, just going out and getting it done between him and Cooper Cup have really kind of, you know, kind of transformed or taken to a different level that offense of the Rams. And obviously, what Von Miller, the counterpart, to Aaron Donald, what those two guys basically meant in just taking that game over yesterday, defensively speaking. Uh, what, what, a, what a tremendous story there. And then obviously, you know, uh, it's not Cincinnati and the 49ers uh, because that's what a lot of people in, the, uh, in, in that area were kind of thinking that, oh, my God, here we go again, going to end up facing the 49ers for the third time in three Super Bowls. But, no, they're going to face the Rams, a very stout defense and company. But it's for whatever reason they believe they match up better with the Rams than they would have with the 49ers. So uh, now we'll see if uh, if Cincinnati can get over. And we're all going to head out to L.A. Uh, early on Saturday morning where we will be setting up. And then uh, just a week from today, it'll be the Bill Michael Show live from California out in Los Angeles. And uh, we will bring you all the pageantry that is the Super Bowl. So really looking forward to it. In the meantime, we all know Nathaniel Hackett. He ends up going to Denver. And also then we find out Luke Getze, he then says, okay, I'm not going to be promoted to be a play caller. I want to be a play caller. So he then leaves and goes to the dreaded Chicago Bears, where he is now the play caller for the Bears. You got Stenovich, who's been elevated from line coach 
now to offensive coordinator. And in the meantime, they're kind of tiptoeing around the NFL's tampering policy. Broncos general manager George Patton claims that, quote, there is absolutely not a package deal bundling Packers quarterback Aaron Rodgers and a Denver head coach Nathaniel Hackett, formerly Rodgers offensive coordinator in Green Bay. He said, before I answer that, my family showed up late, and I believe that this is the first time They've been in the UC Health Training Center, so I want to introduce my wife, Barb, and on and on and on. And then he goes on to say that there is absolutely not any deal. First and foremost, Aaron was absolutely unbelievable. He's one of my biggest supporters. I love him. I'm thankful for him, Hackett said. But both he and Patton have said there is no deal uh, in place, no discussions for Aaron Rodgers and his talents out uh, out in Denver. We shall see. And over, I'll be honest, over the weekend, after talking to more and more people, I kind of get the sense that if I had to kind of pick uh, a percentage of me that feels where Rodgers is going to go, I'm saying 60 to 70% of me says I think he stays. I think they work it out in Green Bay. They do a few things to keep a good team around him. And uh, and maybe 20% of me says he, uh, he, he goes to another team. The other, I, I don't think he's retiring. Uh, because then you've got the news that breaks over the weekend that Tom Brady is calling it a career through Darlington and through Adam Schefter, through Ian Rappaport. They all, in their own way, uh, now Rappaport was late to the party, but he then turns around and says that he confirms that he has heard the same thing within you know Tom Brady's circles, if you will. Tom Brady's dad comes back and says, Tom hasn't retired, not that I know of. We, we, we haven't heard that. He hasn't, he hasn't come to us and said in any way, shape, or form, uh, oh, by the way, that the, this is what we're doing. So, so Brady has not officially retired. There is a thought process that eventually he will, that maybe Schefter and Darlington. Because you got to think to yourself, when after all is said and done with Tom Brady and his career, okay, think about this for a minute, with all, after all said and done, why would Tom Brady leak it out to Adam Schefter or Darlington? You know, why would he leak it out to them? His boy is Jim Gray. And if you follow Jim Gray uh, on Twitter at all, Jim Gray didn't say anything. So his boy's been gray the whole time. They do that podcast together. They 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 do that, uh, that weekly hit on uh, Westwood One and, and Monday Night Football. They've been doing that for so many years. You know, Jim Gray's kind of been his guy. So why in the world would Jim Gray not be the one to break that story? You know what I mean? It didn't make sense. Now, do I think that that he is going to retire? I, 90% of me says yes. But when Roethlisberger retired, I thought, huh, I wonder if, I wonder if he would want kind of a standalone thing. You know, where you don't have to go up there with another guy who's got Super Bowl rings and all that kind of I mean, even though you're the GOAT, right? Even though you're walking out, your pockets are bulging with Super Bowl gold, right? You you you're you're tops. You 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 have it all. But why share that spotlight? You know? Because remember, if he retires, Gronk retires. And Gronk most likely goes in as well. So I'm kinda like, why would he kinda not do that I don't, I don't know but i still think 90 percent of me says tom brady is going to retire we'll just have to wait and see but nobody backed off of it nobody walked away from that story espn put together a, a whole lifetime tribute to tom brady 
The NFL Network was still running, breaking news, Brady retiring. You know, they were still playing Tom Brady tributes. They didn't back off of it at all. So you would assume that whatever source there is out there that that leaked this to Adam Schefter and Darlington and and Ian Rappaport is pretty solid. I know people want to throw the, the you know the the idiot quote at those guys and specifically Schefter because of everything that went on regarding Aaron Rodgers, which still turned out to be true. Nobody's ever gone back to Schefter and apologized for it because he was dead on the money. Um, but but it, yeah, it seemed like. Brady did not want to get it out that way and at that moment in time. I think he wants to do things on his own. And I get it, but he wanted to do it on his own terms. So uh, we may hear something this week. This is the this is the uh, the the non-news week, so to speak, of the NFL. The teams right now, they're taking a little time off. They're getting healthy. Um, they'll do some practice, a lot of walkthrough stuff. But really, on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, you install all all of your stuff, everything's in there. Saturday, you do your team dinners and all that kind of stuff like you would. And then usually Sunday or Monday, Monday is usually opening night. Sunday Sunday night or Monday is when you head off to Los Angeles. And when you land, then it becomes... Now, the show is different because of COVID. It's a different deal. You're not doing the... I don't think they're doing the great big opening night broadcast with all the media running around and all the fans running around and everybody's non-masked and stuff. I, I don't know how that's all going to work. But it, it's going to look different. But now it's... Once you get to L.A., it's the pageantry that is the Super Bowl. Although scaled back, but it's still the Super Bowl. So you are doing anything and everything you can to put your, your scheme in place this week to prep, uh, prepare for all the pageantry that is next week. So uh, I would assume while it's kind of a quiet week, if Brady's going to retire, then he retires this week. We'll wait and see. But uh, but I'll but then I'll take it a step further. My percentage for Rodgers to retire is almost nil. Because if Brady retires and Gronk retires, you know Roethlisberger's retired. I don't think Rodgers wants to take that stage with those three guys. First of all, Rodgers considered technically one of the best quarterbacks, if not the best quarterback to ever play, but he walks up there with the least amount of hardware in his pocket. For as great as he is, he would be low man on the totem pole because Brady the GOAT, Roethlisberger with two rings, Gronk with numerous rings, and Rodgers walks up there with a lot of statistics and only one piece of hardware. He would be low man on the totem pole. I don't think he wants to go up there and do that. So there's there's all this different stuff circulating around. Uh, some nice win over the weekend for the uh, for the uh, Wisconsin Badgers, getting a win. Watched that game the other night as well. Uh, yesterday, I should say as well. And then uh, the uh, sad news was that the uh, Bucks got beat. They got they got knocked off by Denver. And then there's the, uh, the now now Ben, give us the update on Caleb Williams because uh, I'm watching all Twitter go crazy over the weekend that he did not commit, or at least reportedly did not commit to USC, and everybody's out of their damn minds now that uh, he has made some kind of decision, or at least the rumors are that he might be coming to Wisconsin. I like the watch continues. I have no idea because there are updates every day that are just on opposite sides of the spectrum. You have some guys saying that he's already told Wisconsin no. You have some guys who say Wisconsin is like a 60% favorite. So I I have no clue, but it's probably yeah. going to happen. I would assume it happens this week. So I'm just following the rumors for that, but it's a, it's been crazy. 
It's uh, it was I was watching uh, my Badgers thread over the weekend, and it just kept going and going and going and speculation, and then it got into random people trying to make stuff up. You know, oh, we saw him on campus. Oh, we saw him at the registrant's office. We saw, you know, it was it was almost comical. Then I saw people that started putting his picture on different people in town. Did you see any of that? Oh yeah. Well, I broke the news bill on Saturday that he was not at the Parkway Restaurant in Madison at yeah. around noon. Um, right. To which a lot of people responded to me, and apparently he was not at the Mount Hora Middle School Jazz Band concert either. So See, we have eyes I on the ground. Would, yeah, I, I thought he would show up there, and I was I was anticipating that, <laughs> and he was not a clarinet player, so he did not uh, make an appearance. But there is a lot of uh, a lot of holding of the breath and consternation as to whether or not he's going to end up coming uh, to uh, to Madison and becoming a Badger. So. Good stuff there. We'll talk more about that with Zach Halpern coming up here a little bit later on the show. But what a big weekend. What a big weekend. Good stuff. Uh, enjoyed the weekend. Greg, we had great football again. I hope the Super Bowl lives up to all the uh, all the hype that has been the postseason. Because the postseason has been flat out fantastic. It has been thrilling. It's been last possession. It's been overtimes, field goals, touchdowns all within, you know, one score games and and we've seen leads that have evaporated and, and just the the pendulum of excitement in the NFL. You hope that this game lives up to all that it's supposed to be. You really, really do. And you hope that it doesn't become some lopsided blowout and uh, the story goes by the, the wayside in some way, shape, or form. Uh, 877-867-1670. Our friends at Wisconsin Harley-Davidson reminding you that riding season right around the corner. You want to get into the Rider's Edge class? Now's the time to start getting scheduled. They have new bikes that are being delivered almost daily. And they've done the launch. Harley has. So the 2022s are now starting to hit the showroom floor. And uh, get in there and get yours now. They've got a big, 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 massive selection of used bikes and inventory there as well. I was just out there the other day eating some pizza. They do pizza on Saturday. Out there eating some pizza on Saturday. And uh, sat in Craig uh, Craig Winger's office, the GM, and kind of BSed a little bit. But just we were looking at all the new bikes. Oh, my God. they got some really cool stuff out there. Check out our friends at Wisconsin Harley-Davidson right out there in Oconomowoc uh, on Highway 67, just south of 94, right between Milwaukee and Madison. Go to WISHD.com. That is WISHD.com. Again, go to WISHD.com and see all that they have to offer. Stay tuned. we got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show coming up next. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. It's been called cheap by people that uh, criticize it and frugal by others have gone crazy spending on defensive free agents. They have completely turned the defense around with a spending spree, and they've hit on almost every one of these free agents. The voice of Dan Horde, he uh, joined us last week. He is the play-by-play voice of the Cincinnati Bengals in the call as McPherson splits the uprights in Cincinnati now off to the Super Bowl. And I, admit, I said it at the opening of the show for those that are now coming on board going, don't you feel like an idiot? No, I don't. I feel, I, look, I was wrong. I, Cincinnati did what I didn't think they could do. And in the first half of that game, I thought this is exactly what I expected. They played a soft zone defense, which I couldn't figure out because um, you know, Patrick Mahomes was just picking them apart across the middle, just just picking them apart. And I could not, um, I could not figure out why their defensive coordinator was running it. 
they were rushing four. They were they were they were they weren't getting home. They weren't really putting a lot of pressure on Mahomes. But they were playing a soft zone up front, and and Kansas City was up and down the field. And I thought, oh, man, if they're going to do this the whole game. I even texted a friend of mine, uh, him and I and my cousin and such. We were all kind of on this this text message chat. And I said, what, what is he doing? They're going to kill him. I mean, between Tariq Hill and, 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 uh, and Kelsey, they, I mean, they're just running crossing patterns wide open. One would take a drag down the field, and the other one would come across the middle, and just you'd hit him right there. And I couldn't figure out why they were doing it. And then it was just before half with the four or five seconds to go, and um, they, they, I, I agree with going for it and trying to punch the ball into the end zone, getting that 14-point swing, because had they scored, and then gotten the ball back to start the second half, I think they could have completely blown out Cincinnati. But Cincinnati got the stop. I, it was a bad play call. I don't know why you go to a check down. I mean, I think at that point you just go uh, uh, Tariq Hill or Kelsey, but more like Kelsey, right across the middle, a quick pass, either throw it out of the end zone and stop the clock and get a field goal, or you end up with a touchdown, one of the two. But I don't know why they didn't do that and why they went to that check down. But Cincinnati stuffed it. And Cincinnati had clawed their way back a little bit and went into halftime feeling good. And then they said, okay, look, we're going to go back to press man. And we're going to play a spy in the middle, single high safety, and we're going we're gonna to put pressure on Mahomes. Don't go past him upfield. And they kept the pressure on him, and they just made him run around. And it, that defense, that defense won them the game. And then Joe Burrow, man, just... Man, you talk about an impressive young man, Whew. you know, and and to be able to 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 do that in a, in a year and a half, really, because remember his his second half of the season last year was um, cut short because of injury, but uh, to be able to do that and get the win, I I was wrong. Cincinnati hung on; they gritted it out. I am not a Zach Taylor fan; I never have been, but I give him all the credit in the world. I don't know; I I have not sat down and gone through all of this to think who is going to win this game and I dare say that every time I start to think Cincinnati's capable of winning and I pick them then they lose so I don't know if I want to go in that direction but I uh I look at the the Rams and and Cincinnati seems to feel like they match up better with the Rams than they would have with the 49ers but the Rams have weapons uh OBJ and Cooper Cup working in tandem that's a tough order for anybody that's a tough order. And Odell Beckham Jr., give him all the credit in the world because this was a guy that was supposed to be selfish. It was supposed to be boisterous. It was supposed to be kind of a cancer, uh, a home wrecker, if you will, for any locker room that he goes into. And he has been stellar for them. Once they got acclimated, once he got into his, once he got into his game, and, and they got some pretty strong voices with Von Miller Aaron Donald and company, not to mention McVay, who is a, a pretty pretty strong coach, pretty much a, pl- a strong players coach. He really has just become a solid weapon for them. So I, I just, I really, I was impressed. And then Matthew Stafford getting his, I don't want to call it his redemption tour because he hasn't completed it yet. Um, for Cincinnati, just to be there, they're thrilled. Now they're playing with house money, whereas... The Rams, they they put all their chips into the middle of the table to get there. They're finally there 
now they've got to close the deal to make it all worthwhile. But uh, but I, 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 I give Matthew Stafford all the credit in the world for what he's been able to go through. And it was good to see, you know, his family celebrating and, and you know, for what he's done. I mean, let's be honest, you know, we kind of made fun of him because he was a Detroit Lions quarterback. And he was toiling away in anonymity and, and really – subpar talent for so many years all the different coaching changes and coordinator changes and i mean you got guys retiring just because they don't want to be in detroit anymore and and you're 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 just stuck in some purgatory that is the nfl and finally he gets a little bit of redemption he sees the light goes out to uh, los angeles and and begins to turn his his you know perception around so kudos to him for what he's been able to do as well but uh, good good stuff 877-867-1670-877-867 uh, 1670. Uh, Rick says, I think the Rams are going to win the Super Bowl since he's O-line. No match for the Rams D-line. That Rick, you're right. That's really the matchup. We can talk about Cincinnati's defense and maybe what they can do against Matthew Stafford. You're right. But I'll tell you what, I if I'm Cincinnati, I don't know what I'm going to do to stop the pass rush from Aaron. Aaron Donald didn't do a whole lot in that game. I mean, he kind of stood his ground, but didn't do a whole lot in that game until late. And then he and Von Miller closed the deal. They they closed it out, man. When they got unleashed and they said we need it the most, that's when everybody stepped up. They closed that deal. Dustin says uh, KC messed up uh, at the half. They did. Like I said, I applaud the fact that they went for it on uh, you know to put put the ball into the end zone. I, I don't mind that. It was the play call I thought was stupid. I can't believe they just – I mean, everybody was thinking they would go to Kelsey, but you still go to Kelsey. You make it a quick – you only had five seconds, four or five seconds. So you make it a quick over the middle or a quick fade pass, and that's it. That way, if it's incomplete, you still got a second on the clock to go ahead and kick the field goal. If it's not and you end up coming down with it, you've got yourself a touchdown and you get the ball back to start the second half. You could have put the game away right there. Right there, had they scored, and I give I give Cincy's D, D all the credit in the world. They stuffed them, and that changed the tide of the game. And then they came out right after half, and they stuffed them again. And they went from playing that crappy soft zone that we see all too often get burned uh, to actually uh, to actually being a force. Uh, they went with press man and single high, and then they 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 got the job done. Um. Joe says, did Beckham uh, make his return or was he lucky? No, he's always been, uh, you know, Odell Odell Beckham Jr., as I stated, he's always been a solid player. I just think sometimes circumstances are what they are as to how you act. Now, they could win it all this year, and they could in some way, shape, or form find a way to bring him back next year. And he could be, now that he's got a ring, he could be a complete head case. Who knows? But for what he was billed to be coming out of Cleveland, you give him all the credit in the world. Because he's just, you, you, he's just been a really solid weapon for Matthew Stafford. But like I said, he's fallen in the line. He's got strong guys both defensively and offensively around him. He's got a veteran, good veteran quarterback with him. He has obviously got Cooper Cup alongside, so he's not going to be the showboat guy. He's also got very strong uh, internal locker room presence in Aaron Donald and Von Miller. He's also got a very strong players coach in McVay. So 
I, I think the circumstances for him to succeed are all there. And that's the reason that he's he's been this good. And maybe surprised a lot of people. Um, Michael says, do you think Jimmy G is worth a first rounder? No. No. Jimmy G is what I would call a gritty quarterback, but he's not a good quarterback. They're not winning because of Jimmy G. I'm not saying they're winning in spite of, but, you know, it, did you really think if Jimmy Garoppolo got the ball back with a minute 40 that he was leading them on this big charge? Not unless you had a few trick plays for Debo Samuel. And what a moment at the end of the game to see Odell Beckham Jr. run across the field to Debo Samuel, who is in tears over on uh, his own bench. Towel over his head, and Odell Beckham, that's his boy, Odell Beckham Jr. to run over and, and talk to him. Whatever he said to him, I don't know. But whatever, it was a good moment. It was a very unselfish moment, something that we're not used to seeing out of Odell Beckham Jr. But just a good moment in time. So I, I, I thought that was, uh, was pretty solid as well. And, Sean, you're right. Uh, OBJ doesn't have to be the guy in L.A. Cup is that guy. He's the guy. He's the guy. You're right. Uh, 877-867-1670. You want to hit us up, feel free. We've got uh, wide open phone lines. It was a hell of a weekend when it came to the AFC and AFC championship games. This time next week, we will be live in L.A. Myself, my Clemens staff, all going to be heading out to uh, La La Land, and uh, we got a lot of good things coming up next week. Uh, we don't, I don't know, I don't have the list of stuff yet, but nevertheless, it's, uh, it, we'll, we'll see how it all works out. We're going to have a podcast almost nightly uh, with all of us uh, as we sit down and talk about the experience in L.A. So you can follow on the podcast, not just the show, but the podcast that will upload later. So that will be kind of cool later that night. So we've got a lot of different stuff that we're going to be doing, not to mention follow us on social media. Uh, for the fact that you can uh, you can follow us in the sense of all the pictures, videos, lives, all that stuff that we do. We're going to do it all on social media, whether it's Instagram or over on Facebook. So follow me there. Uh, on Instagram, it's the Bill Michaels. On Instagram, over on the Facebook fan page, facebook.com slash the Bill Michaels show. You can find us there, the Bill Michaels show over on uh, Facebook. But follow us both on Instagram and on Facebook. We're going to do a lot of good stuff, a lot of cool stuff. Coming up. I'm uh, going to step away, take a quick break. We want to say thanks to our friends at Stenny's. I had mentioned them earlier in the program, Second and National down on Walker's Point. Good people over there. They're closed today, by the way. They have their employee party, uh, which is today. But uh, it's it's a terrific place. One of the best sports bars around. As a matter of fact, I call it always the Cheers of Milwaukee. Fantastic place. Award-winning Bloody Marys and just awesome food. We took a bunch of people down there for brunch yesterday, and it was just a great time. They do these mimosas. No, I didn't do it. I was doing Bloody Marys. But they do these mimosas for like 20 bucks, and you get the bottle and everything right then and there. You get the bottle, the orange juice, so make your own right then and there. It's good stuff. So our friends at Stenny's. Also, got to say thanks to our friends at Cunis RV, K-U-N-E-S, Cunis RV, Wisconsin's fastest-growing RV dealership. And uh, they've got uh, nine of them, and they've been growing ever since all throughout the state of Wisconsin. In addition to that, now's the time you start thinking about uh, the uh, the camping season and the RVing season. And you start thinking about maybe a brand that you want to buy. And is it going to be an RV? Is it going to be a motorhome? Is it going to be a fifth wheel, camper van, travel trailer, whatever? And uh, they've got everything from Jayco, Forest River, Nexus, which is what we had last year, uh, the Heartlands, the Crossroads, the Keystones, the Winnebago's, uh, just so many, so many great sele- uh, items to select from. Uh, and they have really good financing right now. 
So stop into one of their many RV dealerships in the state of Wisconsin or in northern Illinois as well. And if you have one and you either want to trade it in or you want to put it out there on consignment, they do that as well. And uh, all you got to do is go to Cunis, K-U-N-E-S, CunisRV.com. That is CunisRV.com. And uh, find the nearest location to you. Stop in, tell them we sent you, and uh, have a great time with the travel trailers or whatever it is you happen to jump into. That's our friends at CunisRV.com. Stay tuned. we got more of the Bill Michael Show coming up next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. is brought to you by our friends at Bud Light. They're the official beer sponsor of the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network, and uh, we are glad you're with us today on this Monday. The AFC and NFC Championship games were awesome. Here's one thing, and I don't know if you noticed it, uh, but it was absolutely positively horrific. I mean, bad. Uh, I had mentioned that uh, we went out, ran a few errands yesterday, did uh, the brunch thing in the morning, and then ended up watching uh, Cincinnati and Kansas City. Went to Nice Ash and uh, did, a, did a cigar and sat down there with uh, my friend Mick and uh, some of his buddies, um, you know, former Army vets and, and Marines and all that kind of stuff, and um, sat down there and had a few beverages. And one of the things that I had noticed, and I don't know if you noticed this, the halftime show for CBS was nothing short of awful. No, I mean, nothing short of awful. You had a, during the national anthem prior to, you had a microphone that went out, uh, and then where they placed the uh, the set for the, the the CBS crew with you know Boomer Esiason and and Phil Sims and company, they had a speaker that they brought out on a tractor. And they placed the speaker right behind him. And it was absolutely awful. I mean, awful. You couldn't hear anything they were saying. And I actually, to the at one point, I was thinking to myself, is this, because I thought maybe the bar turned music on over the voices of the halftime show. And I told, uh, I told one of the bartenders, I said, hey, could you just turn it down a little bit? I want to hear what they have to say. And she said, we don't have anything on. It's just the sound from the game. And I went, oh, okay. It was awful. How can you do that? You're not it a big fan of the Applebee's guy? Oh, my God. No, it was just terrible. It was absolutely terrible. If you are the the Chiefs, aren't you somewhat embarrassed today? Not only did you lose the game after having that magnanimous lead, you had a pretty sizable lead, right? You thought, yeah, you know what? Just go out, get one more score. We're wrapping it up. We're heading off to another Super Bowl. And instead, you you have a, a mic that goes out during the the anthem. Sound in the stadium apparently was bad. I had some friends of mine who were covering the game that the, things were breaking up in the press box. They had the halftime debacle 
the only time it did, they didn't have a debacle with the sound was actually during the presentation of the Lamar Hunt Trophy to Cincinnati. And speaking of that, all my validation for Cincinnati came true. Did you see Mike Brown? First of all, you see the Hunt family in their box. They're surrounded by people, and they're all watching the game, and they're showing all of this on the screens. And then they show Mike Brown, party of one. And I've always said they're cheap. They don't hardly travel anybody, but he's by himself. No no, no entourage. No, it just in the same bad hat that he's probably had since 1974, just in a bad hat, bad suit. I just, you know, you think to yourself, this guy doesn't spend any money on anything. He made Senator Cole look like a fashion statement from years gone by. And then the most uninspired, unemotional, speech to ever accept uh, a hunt trophy in and i think the history of of football and i'm thinking my god this is your representation the face of your franchise you kidding me but uh, anyway i digress it was just terrible it was it was a terrible halftime show for the uh for for the uh, kansas city chiefs and uh, cbs just awful that's it. As a matter of fact, I think uh, if I saw it correctly, I saw it correctly. I was uh, perusing Facebook earlier today, and I think it was either Facebook or on Twitter, where I think Sports Illustrated actually wrote an article about it, about how bad that whole situation was. So, not not the best. Joe not Burrow best was look. right about the stadium, though. Everyone freaked out. Said Kansas City was the loudest thing ever. Right? He was right. Yeah. It was nothing. Yep. It was once they started to pour it on, and the defense got after Patrick Mahomes. It was not loud. It was, you saw the, uh, because Joe Burrow, a couple of times early on, he had his hands over the ear holes of his helmet. And you could tell that the sound was a little bit of an issue. And, and you know, he was trying to hear what was being called into the helmet. Uh, but in the second half, you didn't see any of that. A couple third downs, you know, but you didn't see any of that. It's not college I football. Think, no, I, th- I think you saw everybody in that stadium start to flinch up as you could see. You know, the Bengals were a, sec- a second-half team pretty much all season long. Uh, they, they for whatever, I mean, there's a lot to be said for halftime adjustments. Sometimes it's completely overrated, halftime adjustments, because you really don't do a lot. But uh, I give uh, their defensive coordinator all the credit in the world for uh, having one. The first half was this soft zone and, and not really getting after Patrick Mahomes and left him roam around in the pocket. And then in the second half, man, they held their own, they set the edge, and they played press man, and they chased him and got him off his mark. And it was it worked to perfection. So give them all, all the credit, no doubt. Uh, 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. This is from Mike, who says, do you think the big moment was just before halftime or after the pa- or after the Packers? After the Packers. Uh, oh, I see what you're saying. No. It was just be yes for the Bengals. It was just before halftime, and then you go into the next game. It was after the Packers took their defeat that suddenly it was wide open for the Rams. Uh, okay, I get what you're saying. That's a shot on the Packers. <laughs> Let's do this. We're gonna go ahead and take a quick break. We got a lot more to get to. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show after this. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. 
Now, in Green Bay, here's Mike Clemens. It's the Bengals and the Rams in the Super Bowl. We'll have reports every day from L.A. as the Bill Michaels Show broadcasts live from Super Bowl 56 all next week. The Bengals pulled off an upset, beating the Chiefs 27-24 at Arrowhead Stadium. Bengals quarterback Joe Burrow on receiving congratulations from everyone like recording artist Kid Cudi to the Lakers' LeBron James. One of my idols growing up, Kid Cudi, reached out to me yesterday. You got LeBron tweeting at me or whatever you said it was i mean that's just that part is surreal the football part not so much that stuff that stuff is crazy the rams held on to beat the 49ers 20 to 17 after 12 years in detroit quarterback matthew stafford on finally reaching the super bowl with the rams i mean i'm just uh i'm so proud of this group man we've had high expectations all year done nothing but do everything in our power to try and meet those um it's a driven group we have in there and you know this game wasn't perfect it wasn't easy in some spots but we found a way to win the game and uh that's what it's all about in green bay nathaniel hackett becoming the new head coach of the broncos offensive line coach adam Sten. Expected to become the next Packers offensive coordinator. Stenovich entering his fourth year under head coach Matt LaFleur. Just being in this system and kind of understanding it, understanding the issues and, and the pluses and minuses of everything that goes on, and just kind of how I am in general, having played in this and seeing things from the player's perspective. You know, when you teach guys techniques, you teach them the things about what they're going to need to do to compete. I'm able to see things from their perspective which I think really helps. I'm Mike Clemens on The Bill Michaels Show. Clemens is brought to you by our friends at the Bay Motel Green Bay. Quiet, cozy, comfortable in just one mile from Lambeau Field. Perfect for that family stay. If you're heading up to Lambeau or Green Bay in general, uh, maybe you're going to head over to the Hall of Fame or uh, just drive by the stadium, take a few pictures, just wander around because that's what we do as we wait for next season to get underway. Uh, go to the uh, Bay Family Restaurant featuring homestyle cooking seven days a week. The Bay Motel is on South Military Avenue in Green Bay. Call them today for reservations, 920-494-3441, 920-494-3441, or go to baymotelgreenbay.com. That is Bay Motel Green Bay. Com. Also want to welcome in a new sponsor, a longtime old sponsor, but a new sponsor. It was great to see uh, my buddy Wojo over the weekend, uh, the Milwaukee Admirals. A lot of great hockey coming up. They're on a win streak right now. They've got a lot of great events coming up at the uh, UW Panther Arena. And if you're looking for great, affordable family fun, that's the place to go. By all means, that's the place to go. They do it right. Uh, and it's just it's a terrific night out. Check out our friends over at the Milwaukee Admirals. Go to MilwaukeeAdmirals.com. That is MilwaukeeAdmirals.com for tickets and all the promotions, including the concert series, all the information. They just had a terrific country concert uh, just the other day, uh, and they have more concerts coming up. Night Ranger, as a matter of fact, is coming up if you're an 80s rock band fan. But uh, they've got a lot of good stuff going on. Go to our friends, MilwaukeeAdmirals.com. That is MilwaukeeAdmirals.com for some terrific hockey fun. Right here in the state of Wisconsin. Uh, a lot to get to. Uh, this is from Rick. Said, I read the Rod- that Roger stayed in Green Bay in numerous meetings with the uh, Packers brass. I see that uh, as a positive sign. I think a lot of the players' future rests with Rodgers re-upping or not. You'd think players would be less likely either to restructure or like with uh, Merce- uh, Merciless uh, Campbell and their return and all that kind of stuff. Y- you're right. You're right. You're absolutely 100% correct. It is, I think it was... 
because everybody made so much out of that that house sale that Aaron Rodgers sold. What was it down at? What was it Ben down in San Diego that he sold the house? Yeah, San Diego. Yeah, down in San Diego. Everybody made such a big deal about that. Um, but the fact is that it's like a, a great big who cares because it's San Diego. It's not like he's going to go down. I mean, it's just another home. He could just say, you know what? Well, I want to conserve some money. And not that he really has to, but if you're not going to use the home, and the rumor out there was that he really didn't use the home. But if you're not going to use the home, then why have it? Other than maybe a tax write-off. But uh, everybody made such a big deal about that that all of a sudden he was shutting everything down. And he's like, no, it's he stayed in Green Bay. That were the reports and talked with the front office, probably had his exit meetings. Uh, and, and they have a good idea what their future is and what direction they're going to go. And I just get the feeling after when you start to really think about this, there's only a few teams out there that if indeed he was dealt to, that he would have success. And I think I, the Packers don't want to say we have a rebuild coming up. And they don't necessarily, and I was, I was watching uh, some of the stuff over the weekend um, on the NFL Network. They don't have to really rebuild. There's, it's, it's, it, it's called a, it's called kind of a retool or just a, uh, just a reset, so to speak, because there really is the belief that in a couple of years, that money for salary cap is going to go up quite a bit, and that they could push a little bit down the road, get some guys and some decent contracts, and and maybe a, a key. You're not going to keep the whole band together, but a majority of the band you're going to keep together, and then kind of see how, um, I kind of see how things go. So I, for everybody that said it was a done deal, he's out of here, you take the draft picks, you move on, um, I still have a feeling that he's going to end up back in Green Bay. You know, and it's not 100%. I mean, it's just, you know, it's better than a 50-50 chance. Now, I don't want to sit here and just say, well, it's 60%, 70%, but that's kind of the area that I feel. I feel more optimistic about him remaining in Green Bay than I do about uh, moving on. And it, now... I don't know how much of that hinges on Devontae Adams, but uh, if I'm Aaron Rodgers, as much as I love Devontae, and those two guys love each other, there's no doubt about it, as much as I love Devontae, do I, as a quarterback, watching Joe Burrow, watching Jimmy Garoppolo, watching Matthew Stafford, I mean, you need two weapons. You need two, okay? Everybody's got two. Two big-time receivers, right? Let's be honest, okay? So everybody's got two. In Green Bay, you really only had one. You had Devontae, right? You know, out in L.A., they got Cooper Cup and OBJ. Cincinnati had Tyler Boyd, T. Higgins, Jamar Chase. They had those guys. Uzma as their uh, tight end, who's not a huge receiver, but he's, a, he's integral. When it comes to some of the uh, some of the checkdowns that they give, obviously mixing out of the backfield, okay. But they had two really T Higgins, Tyler Boyd, and Jamar Chase, They're three solid receivers in Cincinnati. You look at Kansas City, you know, obviously Tariq Hill. You got to go with Travis Kelsey; he's big time receiver as well. Uh, Pringle, who they who they picked up. Um, so they, they, they had a, 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 some decent weapons to throw to, although we've seen those weapons decline over the last couple of years because uh, of salary cap issues. 
But then you look at what they had in San Francisco. We know Debo Samuel is just a an absolute beast and everything that he brings to the table when it comes to the ability to catch the ball. And obviously Kittle and Brandon Ayuk, okay, they they, they have that. Mohamed Sanu, who's a veteran, but he was, a, he was their third string guy, so to speak. So you had good guys catching the football there. And then you had, you know, you had obviously Aaron Jones out of the backfield. You had a Mercedes Lewis, or you got to just Josiah Aguara. Tanyan going down, I think, hurt the offense a little bit. But you never really had the emergence of another guy. Marquez Valdez-Scantling, for as much as we make about his speed, he never became the guy. He grew up. Rodgers praised him for, for growing up. But he never became the guy. You need another guy. So as much as if I'm Rodgers, I want Devontae back, yes. But I think Rodgers has to look at it as, you got to get me something. You know, you, you have to, it's time. I need legit bookends. Whether it's a veteran and a new guy, you, you picked up Amari Rodgers, but he, no, he's more slot guy and he's not big time downfield. I need a Jamar Chase or uh, a Brandon Ayuk or a, a Jefferson or, you know, I need some of these guys. I need one of these guys. So you got to go, you got to go in that direction. You know what I'm saying? So, but you look at the roster and the way they built things in San Francisco. You know, they had Juan uh, Jennings and Benjamin. But when they started their season, they had Brandon Ayuk, Debo Samuel, Mohamed Sanu. They had veterans there. Jennings was solid. Their seventh-round draft choice making that roster this year. Obviously, George Kittle, Elijah Mitchell coming out of the backfield. They had some. They, they had a good group of weapons. And then, obviously, what they put together out in L.A., no doubt. But you need two. There you go. One hour down, three at to go. Stay tuned. we got a lot more coming up uh, right after this. The Bill Michaels Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe. 